Hello and welcome to episode two of Where the Fuck Am I? <laughs> I still can't say that without giggling. I need to I need to figure out how to introduce, but this is your host, Grace. <laughs> I realized in the um, first episode I completely forgot to introduce myself because I kind of just assumed everyone would know who I am, but in case for whatever reason you don't, uh, my name is Grace. I'm 20 years old and I made it to London successfully. Everyone give me a round of applause. This is day four in London, but it's been a bit rough. Uh, Remember how I said I'm going to share the highs and the lows? Yeah, well, the first four days have been pretty mid, (laughs) I would say. Um, If you've been keeping up to date on my social media, you know that I am struggling with hay fever over here. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm allergic to the air allergic to being in London, but I have had the worst allergies of my entire life. I just got out of the shower and it's cleared my sinuses, so hopefully I don't sound too bad for this episode, but I honestly was considering not even recording one and delaying it because of how bad the allergies are. I just need to sniffle every two seconds and sneeze and my eyes are like swollen. I don't know, you know how allergies work, it's not great, but we've been pushing through somewhat but um currently I'm in Kingston Kingston upon Thames I think is how you say it which is the royal borough I recently discovered and it's very 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 nice it's zone five I believe so it's not like central London's like zone one so it's about an hour 45 minutes to an hour out of central London but it's just very calm it's very nice very peaceful Lots of trees, which might be contributing to my allergies, but, you know, it is what it is. So, in today's episode, I'm kind of just going to go through the flight, which was a pretty solid experience. And then I might talk a bit about some things I've noticed in the four days that I've been here that are a bit different to Australia, or I don't know, just some interesting things. We'll begin with the flight. So, the flight from Perth, I had two flights with like a one hour or 45 minute layover in Doha. So it was from Perth to Doha and then Doha to London, London Heathrow. And um, overall, I think it was around 17 hours flight time. The first flight was 11 hours long and I got to the airport and I was with my mum, my sisters um, and my nan. Shout out to you. And um, we were, I don't know, the pre-flight was kind of, I was very nervous. I don't know. I've not flown alone since I was younger. Or I've never flown alone, but I've not flown in a plane since I was younger. And I kind of, I don't know. I was just nervous. I didn't know what the process was. I was doing it alone. You know, I didn't have a parent to follow and just copy what they did. But it turned out to be stupidly easy. I was really, really nervous at the check-in. And my nan was talking, (laughs) I don't know, just talking about things. And I had to tell her, I was like, I cannot take in anything you're saying because I'm too nervous and I'm thinking about like this whole check-in process. So the line wasn't very long because I checked in online already. So I just had to kind of drop my bags off. And then they gave me the boarding passes. And then we said our goodbyes and whatnot. And I made my way, what was the first? Oh, through security. Yeah, so you go through security first, which was so easy. 
you know how back in the day you used to like have to I don't know if some airports still do this but you have to like with your carry-on bag take out all your electronics and you know separate everything no you just had to chuck it all in one tray push it through walk through the scannery thing grab your bag on the other side literally took two seconds wasn't scary at all I don't know I was kind of nervous about having to like unpack everything and sort everything out and I don't know I just stress out about things like that but no it was very 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 easy and stress-free but um then it was the departure zone I think I didn't have to go through any other checkpoints no then yeah I think I just went straight down to where you sit and wait to board which was a nightmare because I don't know what was going on but you know how usually the flight attendant people call out like you have zones that you're in and they call you to board by the zone you're in so that not everyone gets up at once they didn't do that Everyone just got up at once. It was really hard to hear what she was saying. They need to get new microphones and speaker systems installed in Perth Airport because no one knew what she was saying. And so she called. Um, I don't know if she called for like a particular zone, but everyone just got up and started lining up. And then halfway through letting people on the plane, they decided, uh, actually, no, we are going to do it by zone. So they made everyone sit back down. And um, they called it zone by zone. And... The whole process, I don't know, it was so unorganised and we ended up being delayed by like an hour and a bit. Um, My plane was supposed to take off at 11 and I think it was like maybe 12.30. I don't really remember the exact time. But yeah, so that was a bit stressful because my layover was only for an hour and 45 minutes or an hour and a half. I also (laughs) don't remember. I don't remember much, if you can't tell. But that 11-hour flight... I could not sleep at all. I don't know how anyone on that plane was sleeping, but the seats were so uncomfortable. I mean, it was an economy class, so fair enough. But like, I don't know. I couldn't find a comfortable position. I was in the edge of the middle row. So there was like three seats, then the aisle, four seats, then an aisle and then another three seats. And I was in that middle section. So I wasn't, I could easily get up and down, which was a lifesaver because I just kept getting up to stretch. And because I literally could not fall asleep. So I spent that 11 hours trying to fall asleep. I couldn't watch any movies. I was too tired to like sit and focus on a movie or like watch or do anything. So I just tried to sleep for 11 hours and it was a very painful experience. But then we landed in Doha and my flight left at like 6.45 and we were still on our plane at like 6.30 which was stressful to tell you the least but me and the lady who was sitting next to me both had to like run for our um next flights which was a shame because later I found out that there was this basically the terminal where my next flight was at was like down the other side of the airport and because I was like in a rush I just started like walking like fast walking sprinting there later I found out that there was this like little train car thing I don't know like you had to go up some stairs and then this little train thing would take you to the opposite side which was exactly where I needed to go in like two minutes but no I decided to take the hard route and I fast walked and let me tell you I was sweating 
But we made it. We made it on the flight. Thank God. They really tested me with that one. But um, this plane, I so much more comfortable. I had a window seat this time because it was daylight. So I'd be able to see London, which was really, really cool when we arrived. They like flew a little zigzag over London and gave you a view of both sides. And that was really, really cool to see all the landmarks and whatnot. And I had like Harry Styles playing in my ears, in my AirPods. And I don't know, that was kind of a surreal moment. But um, that flight wasn't as bad. I just fell asleep. Like I was that tired and the seats were actually comfortable and I had enough room to kind of sleep. Because I can't just sleep like straight. Like everyone's sleeping with their legs straight out in the seat underneath them, straight back, arms crossed. Like I need to curl into fetal position or like, I don't know, do something weird. Like I can't just sleep normally like everyone else apparently but that window seat was a godsend because I was able to sleep and then by the time I got to London at 1 p.m I was well rested. One mistake I did make is that I didn't bring a water bottle because I don't know where I read that you can't take water bottles on but it turns out you can um and so I was constantly having to ask the flight attendants for water which I don't know it's not the worst thing in the world but it was just a bit annoying when there weren't any around and you know didn't want to be bothersome but yeah definitely bring a water bottle you have to have it empty for when you go through security but other than that you can bring water I don't know why I thought you couldn't bring water um and then another thing is if you don't know I have IBS which is irritable bowel syndrome so I didn't pick any specific meals like pre-select any specific dietary requirements because I'm not really sure what is going to upset my stomach but Everything turned out okay besides some banana bread. That made me feel really, really sick. Although it was so yum. But it made me feel really, really sick. So I was honestly so concerned about the meals. But they turned out to be pretty good. Go Qatar Airways. Like, shout out to them. They had some good food on there. Oh, and I landed at 1.11pm. Which... Like, that's when we touched down, like, wheels on the runway, 1.11pm, which I have a 111 tattoo for anyone who doesn't know. Most people probably don't know. I have a 111 tattoo on the back of my neck. So that was a pretty significant, fun little uh, fun fact. But yeah, other than that, it was a really smooth experience. When I landed in Heathrow, all I had to do was go through... Did I go through another security? I don't even think so. You just got off the plane and then you walked this really friggin' long walk, took forever, and then to the arrivals gate, scan your passport through this little machine. The line took about 30 seconds to get through and then go out, get your bag and go. Also, why does everyone at the baggage claim stand right next to the little run? What is it called? What is that thing called? Uh, Oh, I know there's a word for it, but. Oh, I can't think of... Oh, no, not escalator. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. The thing that all the bags come out on. That thing. Why does everyone stand right next to it? Because then when you go to get your bag, you have to push through like a wall of people. Everyone had those like little carts to put all your bags on. Lined up against like some freaking giant wall. And it was just... I don't know. I feel like... I don't understand why everyone just didn't stand back. I thought it was common sense. You stand back, wait. If you see your bag, walk forward, get it. I don't know why everyone's... I don't know, like gatekeeping the baggage claim. But anyways, yeah. And then once you got your bag, just walk straight out to the arrivals and you can go from there. Go get a bus, an Uber. I got an Uber. 
so that was easy but I'm sure there's public transport nearby and whatnot but um yeah the whole process was actually really smooth I'm definitely not scared of flying anymore like that was literally the easiest experience of my life maybe not the easiest but you know what I mean like it wasn't hard Moving on, I just want to talk about a few things that I've noticed since I've been here. First things first, the dogs are so well behaved. (laughs) I don't know if this is just me or living in the suburbs and not in a big city back home, but like, I feel like the dogs back home, like everyone trains their dog, yes, but you know, if you go walking your dog, like at least mine, you know, they like to bark at the other dogs or stop and sniff things every two seconds or say hi to every person that walks by just all dogs here seem so well behaved everyone I've seen is just walking along doesn't stop to smell anything doesn't bark doesn't even acknowledge that there's other humans around just keeps walking and like I just thought that was weird because you know at home usually if you walk past a dog it'll kind of come up to you unless like the owner's obviously trying to make it not it would usually come up to you and like say hi or I don't know I feel like dogs bark a lot more but I haven't heard a dog bark once since I've been here literally not once also there are a significantly larger amount of spiders here at least personally I don't know if they're all just flocking to me because they like they're like an Australian I feel at home I don't know but I've had to pull at least maybe 10 like little tiny spiders off of me and that's just the ones that we've noticed and I don't know where they come from either they're so tiny but I've never had that experience back home it is rare that there's a spider on you back home you'll see like the daddy long legs and other spiders like around but they're never on you but I don't know I just keep finding them on me which is kind of scary I hope they're not poisonous or anything but isn't that supposed to be an Australian thing I've never heard of spiders in the UK like literally the shower I just had I just posted it on my Instagram story but I jumped in there and there was this giant I don't even know what breed of spider it was I don't know it was giving I don't even know I'm looking at a photo of it now I can't even tell you it was long and lanky and big but it just ran across the floor scared the shit out of me but like that's never happened to me back home there has never been a big spider like run across the floor of my bathroom I don't know, just food for thought. There's more spiders over here. I'm standing strong on that statement. Another thing I can't get over is how, like, light it is at night. I know it's common knowledge, but it just trips you out. Like, I went to a concert the other night and I came out at, like, 9pm and it was still bright. Like, I could walk home. 9pm and it was still bright which is such a win because it means you can do so much more with your day like at home if it your work finishes at like 7pm that's it you're done you know go home have dinner go to bed but here it's just bright and it just feels so much more motivating because I'm not really a night person I'm more of a I'm not a morning person either but I can't stay up too late but this weather it's weird it makes you want to go out and do things late at night which is really really fun but um even though I knew that that was going to be the case I don't think I don't know it just kind of messes with your body clock because I'm thinking all right it's 7 p.m dinner time but outside it still looks like 3 p.m and I'm like oh 
like my body's confused it doesn't know whether I'm supposed to want dinner now or whether I'm supposed to wait till it's dark because usually at home I eat when it's dark or at least sunsetty time but the sun doesn't set until like 10 p.m here Australia's like losing out in that department it would be so much more fun if that's how light it stayed at night time you could do so much more not that you can't do things at night but you know what I mean like you can just walk around by yourself like that concert I went to alone and I left walked home alone and you know it's just less scary it's less eerie I don't know also public transport system here really really good again common knowledge but something it's just so I don't know if it's just because I'm in London that I'm like romanticizing it but it's so much more fun like catching the train into Perth no thank you never but catching the trains around here it's okay it's probably just me romanticizing it but it's really really fun except that they're so hot and stuffy I don't know if it's because it's underground but they need to get some aircon or fans or something in those because it has been hot since I've been here well I don't know about hot but every day's been sunny which is a surprise for the UK ever since I've been here it's been nothing but sun except for Sunday it rains which is such a shame because that's the Harry Styles concert which is outdoors but um like today it's a high of 28 tomorrow high of 33 then Saturday is a high of 25 and then the Harry Styles concert 80% chance of rain 18 degrees (laughs) just my luck yeah I've really lucked out on the weather it's been so so nice which I wasn't expecting even though it's UK summer people always talk about UK summer still being kind of cold like when I was seeing Australians going over there just in like the week before I came they were walking around in you know pants a coat and a jumper underneath but I've been in t-shirts and like shorts occasionally wearing my jumper when it gets a little bit chilly in the breeze or in the shade but now I've been able to walk around in like summer clothes which has been really 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 nice I must admit but it'll be interesting to see what the Sunday the Harry Styles concert with the 80% chance of rain is like because yeah that one's a bit of a downer isn't it oh something else this is just oh I almost forgot to say this there are so many school children going on excursions. This might be really niche, but at least the schools I went to, to get kids to go on an excursion, first of all, the teachers were too lazy to do it. It was too much paperwork and it would be like once in a blue moon, you know, you'd beg for your teacher, like, can we go literally down the road, down to the beach, I don't know, anywhere on an excursion. And it would happen like twice a year maybe more in primary school more happen in primary school I think but high school never but every time I've been out so far there has been a group of kids whether it's primary school to high school walking around like on a little excursion going somewhere I don't know what they're doing but that's just so crazy to me because it was so rare for kids to go on excursions back home but that might just be my school's all the schools around me because I didn't live in Perth City but that one also I found quite weird especially because there's all these little primary school kids on like the public transport on the buses and these teachers are looking so stressed trying to keep them together which I just think is hilarious and especially hearing them all the little kids with their like 
British accents. I won't try and do it, but they're so adorable. But I can just imagine being those teachers trying to like keep track of them in the busy streets of London. And it just looks like an absolute nightmare. So no wonder they don't do it back home. But I was just surprised considering how busy London is that they're allowed to do that. Or that they even put the effort in to do that. I wonder how many kids have been lost on those kinds of things. Probably a lot. Yeah, those are just some things that I found different slash interesting about London. I'm sure there'll be plenty more. Oh, also, just quickly, the shopping is really good. I went to Oxford Street yesterday and that was really, really, really good. Um, I didn't buy too much, but there's just so much more variety and everyone's fashion sense is so much cooler, probably because there's more stuff available. But yeah, that was really, really fun. Um, but yeah, I can feel my allergies about to act up. I feel like I'm going to sneeze every two seconds again. I have to keep pausing. So I think I might have to wrap it up. Yeah, I'm sorry that this, I don't know. I feel like I had way more potential for this episode, but I just, the last four days have been so rough. Like I've, I've been doing stuff every day, but honestly, it really just hasn't hit its full potential, I don't think, because there's just hay fever. If you don't suffer with hay fever, then I don't know why God wanted to bless you and not me, but it is, it just adds an extra layer of pain, (laughs) not pain, but uncomfortableness to everything you could be walking around freaking I don't even know Notting Hill all those nice areas of London which I was at yesterday but just having that hay fever there is an extra layer just I don't know it puts a down on everything yeah I definitely haven't reached my full potential in London or London has not reached its full potential but it's been fun it definitely hasn't been bad I just wish that I wasn't suffering with hay fever but it's getting better each day so hopefully maybe after a few more days it clears up if it doesn't I don't know what I'm gonna do I think I'm gonna have to call it here because I'm sniffling every two seconds but um if you made it this far through my hay fever ridden rambling session thank you um if you don't follow the socials I keep forgetting in the first episode I forgot to introduce myself I forgot to plug the social but um, yeah, if you want to follow more of the day-to-day adventures, it would be a good idea to follow uh, my Instagram, which is at where the frick am I, keeping it PG with that one. Um, and then my TikTok, which is just Grace Galvo, G-R-A-C-E-G-A-L-V-O, which I haven't been posting on very much. I just... The hay fever is really just not putting me in the mood to post and take photos, but I don't know. Hopefully it'll go better. We've hit rock bottom. It can only go up from here, right? Right. No, this definitely isn't rock bottom. But but yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time, hopefully not suffering from hay fever and hopefully I have a bit more to talk about, a bit more interesting stuff. But yeah, see you later. Bye.